So I guess, uh, Ozzy, as you may know, there's a storm coming to town because the Hurricanes just made it to the next... Uh, oh, did they win today? Yeah, they did. 3-2. It was a close one. Oh, hell yeah. I thought they were going to absolutely drop the ball because I, I, I've been keeping up with it. I knew they were playing um, in the first round of the playoffs, and they won like the first two games. I'm like, all right, they got this. But then they like, lost one, then they won another, then they lost another. And I'm like, oh, my God, these guys are going to shit the bed. But thank God, finally. Yeah. And for all of our anime fans, because this is an anime podcast, uh, the uh, there is another storm. There's the anime storm coming in two weeks with animation on the horizon. It looks like it's actually going to happen. What a concept. I know, um, right? I'm ex- I'm super excited. Um, I just bought my tickets this week because I've been kind of putting that off and forgetting. But it's official. We're going. It's going to be live. Uh, we might have like you know some special, um, I guess pieces for animation. I, th- I think we're going to try to do something. I wanted to maybe like get some people at animation involved and maybe ask some questions. And I don't know. We'll, we'll share our experiences for sure when we uh, have our next episode. Yeah, so keep an eye out for us over there. I don't know. I don't think we're going to be doing a panel or anything this year, but it will be exciting <laughs> to see so many people back in town, um, you know, uh, especially with COVID kind of wrapping up. I, I did my COVID stint, so hopefully that's the last I have to hear of it. Um, and you uh, were late on the COVID train. Some of us had it earlier than you did. Yeah, I think I got lucky, though, in that sense, because mine wasn't really that bad. It was just a bad flu. But uh, I, I thank the va- vaccines for helping me through that. So Hey, very nice. Anyway. But yeah. But welcome uh, back, everybody. Um, we're excited to uh, get another episode in. Um, like yeah, I said, we... Here we are again with the Triangle Anime and Manga Review Podcast. And uh, yeah. yeah, coming to you about a third of the way through the season. Um, just happy to be healthy again, uh, as it were. We planned on posting last week, and uh, yeah, COVID, COVID didn't help me at all. So uh, I guess we're a little past one third of the way in, but this is usually when you can start to tell how good the animes are actually going to be, which animes are good, and which animes are highly overrated. Um, I think we've kind of got an idea. So yeah. And honestly, like like you said, I think we're more than a third. We're almost halfway through some of these for sure. And uh, I just, it kind of blew me away. I think, well, I think some people were expecting this season to be good, but I did not expect it to be as dense as it is. I feel like I'm watching more, at least than last season, but that's easier said. That's easily said because last season seemed like a lull to me. Well, and I think there's a little bit of something for everybody in this season. I don't think this is a season that's going to have anything that's... Well, I guess that's debatable. I don't know that there's anything that's going to be like amazing and stand the test of time, although I think there's a few on the list that could pull that off. But I yeah. think this, this, is, this is one of the seasons that has a little bit of something for everybody. Like uh, My girlfriend and I are very much, and her friends actually are, very much into Spy Family, Spy X Family right now. What and is that? I've never heard of that one. Oh, gee. You've never heard of Spy X Family? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, we're, well uh, we're, you're going to have to do some research because be, we'll be talking about it later. Um, For sure. But, I will say uh, one thing. Um, I don't know if there's a lot. It seems like the only thing that I don't see a lot of is like your regular shonen like 
action adventure anime. Like looking back at like the stuff that I've watched this season, um, it seems like a lot of it's kind of like either rom com slash like slice of life things, and then a few isekais. Which yes, I know you guys are surprised for me to say I'm watching isekais, but your boy's trying, okay? Yeah, your boy, your boy Ozzy, trying real hard <laughs> over there. I am, yeah. Uh, um, but no, I I I do agree. I think that might have been a repercussion of what happened last. Uh, during the last season, where I think a lot of unique uh, kind of shonen-like anime tried, and they kind of just struck out. Uh, I would say for the most part. Um, so maybe they're have, yeah, we did have more last season for sure. Maybe they're waiting for you know Kometsu no Yaiba to kick back in the gear before they start trying to ride any coattails. But, well, uh, I know that I know that we will have more. Like, I mean, we are going to have more in the future of this year because we know that Chainsaw Man is supposed to come out. We know that Mob Psycho 100 season three is supposed to come out, and we know that uh, I think um, did they say I think Jujutsu Kaisen maybe I think maybe this year. I'll have to double check on all that. Um, I, know I know all those are coming. I know there's a few other ones that I'm hyped about. I mean, Overlord is starting back up. There's a few. Right, I saw that. Oh, the new Bleach is coming back. The, uh, the I guess, like, I don't know if it's a, it's not a continuation. I'm not sure what it is, but it's Bleach again. The so. fuck it, the Bleach fuck it, we're doing it live uh, tour, I guess. I don't know what we're calling I'm that. I'm not really sure. Oh, and uh, To Your Eternity is coming back, too. Because we weren't depressed enough on the first ride. Uh, okay, so... I guess let's go ahead and get into this season, though. Um, yeah, we're here for the now. We're here for the spring season of 2022. And since it is spring, it is the springtime of uh, romance uh, for anime. So I'm season of gonna, love. I'm not gonna lie. There is a fuck ton of romance uh, that is out right now. Uh, so many romance anime. So I'm just gonna burn through all the ones I'm keeping track of real fast. Um, Ozzy has watched some of these, but I don't think he's watched all of them. So feel no. free to feel free to step in if you're interested, Ozzy. Otherwise, I'm just going to give a short summary and burn through these really, really quickly. All right. So first off, we got Shikimori is not just a cutie. It's the one with the uh, pink-haired girl with pink the haired really, girl with yeah. the really intense eyes. Um, so basically, the idea is it's a it's based off of a gag manga where it's essentially short chapters, like 10 pages, 10, 15 pages where basically this girl who's a cute girl also does something like super scary or super strong or some, some super cool. And it's kind of about, and it's just a rom-com between her and her accident prone boyfriend. And Crone is putting it lightly, dog. So I've watched this one, or I've watched a few episodes, and I kind of dropped off because, man, is he just lame as fuck? I'm sorry. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely probably one of the weakest pro tags of the season. That's for sure. Um, I mean, well, I get like that's the thing. Like, is he the pro tag? Honestly, like she's the pro tag. I don't know. Like this, that's the thing. Like the first few episodes just seem like he was he's the device. For her to be the protag, right? Like he he's just kind of used as his bad luck slash, you know, accident prone, like you said, um, kind of characteristics that cause her to have her moments, really. 
and then him just kind of like appreciating her yeah i could see that and you know honestly i think that's why this doesn't really work as a anime um it works pretty well when you're just doing a cute little gag every 10 pages or something but when you got like a 30 minute anime or a 23 minute however you want to count it um And you're basically. I mean, it's a summation, but I think it's pretty accurate. It's kind of like eventually you. It, the, the jokes keep drop off and. The rating. I, I, I do think it's a shame because it's a. Story. The other one, and I wasn't sure which one. And I wanted to go they they got switched to like each other's family oh okay and like so i i I know of this of the not the premise but i know of the title i'm trying to look up to see what it looks like but like do these kids not look so differently that the parents didn't know that they were their own kids yeah honestly that's a good point because i think like uh, I don't know. I'm not white, so like I can imagine if I was like switched with you at birth, my parents would be pretty fucking traumatized if they brought a white kid home. Yeah, their their hair color is drastically different, and those kind of things should stand out to you. But uh, you know, as a parent, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's an anime, so we're just rolling with it. Um, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this one. Cause this is another one where it really hooks you on the idea of this crazy gag of these kids getting switched to birth. And then as the story goes on, you're kind of like, uh, what am I here for though? Like, what is the actual basis of this? I mean, Ozzy, I do think the art is pretty good. I'm not sure if you got the picture up yet. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, uh, this is, um, 
Yeah, a couple of cuckoos. Okay. Yeah, that's a manga. Sorry. Um, I have to pull up the. I'll, I'll pull up here. Keep, keep going. But yeah, I think uh, overall the story. I mean, it's it's cute, but I I think I relate more to, um, the aspect of the kids trying to interact more with the families that they've lost time with. I do feel kind of bad for the kid the um the rich parents because they kind of get thrown to the side where everybody just assumes that the uh, poor parents at least early on are like just better parents and everything so you don't really get touched on by the rich couple but anyway the the point being i think it's a story of kids trying to relate to their family through each other and i don't i don't think the gags are kind of the essence i think the emotional ties are what kind of holds it together um <laughs> and for me it's just it's just not there because i think it's one of those stories where uh it tries to be very clever but ozzy just as you pointed out in the first like five seconds the more you think about it the more you're like this doesn't make any sense this is really weird um yeah it's gag i mean it's, it's, it's like gag stuff like it's just it's funny and if you like watching that i think it's probably up your alley. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, Science Fell in Love Season 2. Um, there's some kind of thing tied to it, but I don't... It's like an equation, but I don't know what it is. I'm just calling it Science Fell in Love Season 2. So the show is based off of uh, basically two super like analytical scientists trying to prove they're in love with each other, just in case you missed the first season. And so they're going through all these weird hypotheses and weird like uh procedures to kind of uh, determine you know how they can quantify love essentially and i uh, i really like the first season i mean obviously it's kind of in my wheelhouse i'm an engineer i've worked with science a lot so i've seen stuff like this but the characters are they're very funny in how they're both smart but stupid it's it's kind of like the big bang theory in that way but um yeah. Yeah, okay. But anyway, I don't like the Big Bang Theory. There I said. I think most smart people don't, but I think it I works think for that's a compliment. It works that it works for these characters um where you know, you can be both smart but just not uh what's the term? Not emotionally resonant, I guess. And I think that it's got fun characters, it's got cute ideas, it's a funny story. If you liked season 1, you're still going to find this one funny. Um, Ozzy, you checked it out a little bit. Any thoughts? I actually did not check this one out. No, this is one that's kind of fallen through for me. Um, I wanted to I wanted to watch it, but I wanted to start from the beginning, and I chose to watch something else from the beginning. Uh, so it might be something I come back to. Because based off the concept, based off the premise, and just like what it could, what it could be, um, it sounds funny to me, so I'll have to come back. You know, maybe I'll finish by the time we do a wrap up. Fair enough. All right. Mm -hmm. Next, next up, Love After World Domination. So, this is another one where it's got a cute concept, um, and your mileage may vary. So, the show is about a superhero who falls in love with a supervillain, essentially. Um, not just any superhero, this is the Red Ranger. Yeah, this is like, it's like the Power Rangers, the Red Ranger falls in love with, like, uh, one of the team leaders on the villain side. Like it's, Rita. 
and I wouldn't put her on the same level as Rita. Uh, no, but she's like, no, nah, because like Rita's like the super bad guy. They have one of those like boss guys. She's she's more like I don't know. I don't. I didn't like have. Yeah, she's like just above. She's above a recurring henchman. She's like on around that level. Yeah. So. So yeah, she's pretty. It's a pretty fascinating idea. It's got some funny gags, but uh, the art's generic. The story is generic. There's not a whole lot of creativity. I do think they kind of try to keep things interesting by spicing up the character interactions. Like early on, I think some of the, or at least one of the rangers finds out that the the those two are dating, which is kind of fascinating. And then there's some other villain characters who get some screen time. But um, overall, I like the story and I think it's kind of cute and funny, but I I don't think it's like one that people are going to be super. I don't think it's one that people are going to be talking about once the season is over. Let me put it that way. Yeah. I mean, Ozzy, you watched it. You immediately dinged it for its art style or your well, thoughts. I- I watched like a few clips of it and I was immediately turned off by the art style. Yeah. And the premise wasn't anything that like hooked me. So I'm not going to, you know, write it or anything, but it just wasn't anything that hooked, like immediately hooked me in any way. So I said, I'm not going to watch it. So fair enough. All right. Uh, Next up, we've got heroines run the show, which was a hot story early on and has fallen off very hard. So it's a story about a girl trying to make her way in the world who gets guys to fall for her in high school. And so it's, it's kind of like, it's one of those where everybody's interested in her as a romantic character, but she's really interested in trying to be a successful, you know, person who works hard. So it's got some heartwarming more moments. It's cute, but the comedy just really isn't as strong as some of the other shows we've listed thus far. Um, and yeah, I don't I don't really have a whole lot to add. Uh Ozzy, any thoughts? I mean, I don't think you've watched this one at all. Yeah, this is one that I I almost kind of like wanted to start it um just because I, I read about it, but it, it didn't make it to my uh priority list. Okay, fair enough. And finally, last on the list. So we got Kaguya-sama back for another new season. It picked right up where uh, I think the OVA left off. And um, for those of you who know, it's still one of the greatest rom-coms out there, especially at this time in this season. Uh, Definitely check it out. If you're into this genre, even vaguely, for those of you who don't know, it's about, you know, a girl and a guy who are clearly in love with each other, but are not are afraid to admit it because they don't want to seem like the, loser who gives up first and admits their love to each other in the relationship. Um, if that sounds ridiculous, it is. And it is also hilarious. Um, yeah, yes. I think Ozzy, you at least watched parts of the first season. Um, yeah, news- it's on my to continue list for sure. Cause I, I do think it's hilarious. I do. I, I agree. It's one of those, um, kind of like gag slash rom-coms where, you know, you know, every episode is like a different scene and it's, it, it is, uh, I think it's funny. I think the characters are all very, uh, interesting enough to, you know, kind of keep me there. Cause again, you can, it's either hit or miss with these like, like short 
story kind of like anime sometimes with me. Like either it can get old, like you were saying with some of them earlier, or it can just, you know, ride that line finely enough for me to stay interested every episode. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's really the trick, but uh, this one seems to follow through on uh, everything that you look for. Uh, I have yet to be disappointed and, Honestly, I'm still reading the manga, and that is surprising me how hard it's staying on right through to the end. But nice. uh, definitely check out this one, and uh, that's going to wrap it up for all the romance ones that uh, Ozzy's not aware of. Thanks for trying. Uh, yeah, as, as you can tell, I am not the, the romance kind of guy. Um, I do like a good romance. Um, I just, um, I guess I'm just picky, maybe. Yeah, I was going to say, thank you for doing your best to hold on to the boat as we sped through all that. Um, but Ozzy, why don't you uh, lead us into one that uh, you are familiar with? So we've got Aharan-sama. I have no idea how to pronounce Aharan-sama. it. Aharan-sama. Is it Aharan-san? I think it's Aharan. Aharan-san. Um, I think it's, uh, I forget what it is in English. But essentially, she just doesn't know space or something like that. How do you, how do you pronounce it? It's indeci- indecipherable. Sorry. Aharon Sun is indecipherable. So, um, this is kind of a couple-y kind of um, anime. Not, I don't know if I'd put it in the rom-com, but it's definitely a comedy, for sure. Um, but, yeah, so I picked this one up uh, just based off the art, because it just kind of looked, I don't know, it looked kind of weird, bland. The main character, um, Raidu, was really weird looking, and then the other main character, uh, Aharon, was like a really tiny girl, and I was like, okay, what's the, what's the gist of this? And, um, but yeah, it's just kind of another one of those short story kind of animes where um, these two just kind of get to know each other, and they become friends, and they kind of help each other with, well, really, I think, it, it kind of has that feel, almost like um, Komi-san, because uh, Aharon, the girl, she like doesn't very socialize very well. She doesn't talk very loudly. She doesn't really pick up on cues. Um, she's kind of strange in general. Um, so he kind of helps her like get through certain situations. And most of them are comedic uh, because they kind of like interpret things differently. And um, it's pretty funny. I don't know. I've, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, very lighthearted. Uh, the characters are pretty, pretty funny. Aharon Sama is really funny, uh, and she is funny by just kind of like her, I guess her interactions and how she portrays things because she says very little. Like she might have like a few lines every episode. Uh, I don't know how much you've watched of this, but it just um, it just surprises me how much I can laugh by just her either her facial expressions, well, some of her facial expressions. Or and then some of her just kind of like how she moves her mannerisms is the word. Um, yeah, yeah. I I agree with you. I was actually when you went for Komi-san, I was actually gonna say that beforehand. Um, I I haven't watched as much of this as I have read the manga, just because I think it's another one of those where the gags work better in kind of a shorter format, but. Um, I do agree. This is a very cute one where kind of the misunderstandings between the two where, right. Um, what's the Goto son? Is that his name? The big guy, Rido. like Rido, sorry. Rido has like, feels like he's kind of almost obligated to help her and kind of, exactly, as you go, yeah. 
And kind of as you go through, you realize like a Heron's not as helpless as she seems all the time, but it is kind of funny to watch them kind of like misunderstand the each other and how things are supposed to work. Like some of the stuff that a Heron does, you're just like, <laughs> you're just like, well, that's utterly ridiculous. And you can understand why Rhino's confused by it, but it seems to work for her. I think like uh, her big dog or um, just the way she like whispers all the time early on. Oh I yeah, she like, whispers. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's a really cute story, and it I don't consider it a rom com personally because I don't think I don't know if there are any romantic feelings at least in the early on in the story. But I think it's one of those where both of the characters kind of appreciate each other and are trying to help each other in their own kind of weird antical way. And it makes yeah, for nice a very to, good. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, like you touching on the rom-com part of it, like it, it's nice to see something where it's not romantic based, you know, if it does turn into that, whatever, but I, I don't feel like I have to ship them. They're nice. Like they're literally like a tag team duo that kind of, you know, kind of deal with obstacles together or help each other. So it's just, I haven't even thought of it. Um, so it's kind of nice to have that instead of, you know, something kind of like shipping it and like it's being blatant, like, oh, yeah, they might end up together or, yeah, there's obvious feelings here. Like it doesn't feel that way, even though like sometimes I like, question it because like part of uh, Aharon's like indecipherability is that she doesn't really do well with space. Like she gets all up in his like oh, space yeah. and he's OK with that, which is kind of weird because like if it seems like in. Japanese culture, at least it's portrayed in anime, most of the time that's people are kind of nervous when people kind of get into your bubble. Um, but he seems to be okay with it. Uh, so that's kind of endearing. And she's like all over him. Like they hold hands. And it's just like, it's that's so intimate. Every time I look at something, every other rom com, like if anyone like touched hands, it's like, oh my God. But like these, like she literally holds on to him almost like a little child in a way. Yeah. So it's, well, some of it's a little weird. I've gotten over that, but it just seems like I know it's not. It, well, I don't know, but it doesn't seem romantic. But it's just like if you put this into another realm of a, a rom com, it would be romantic, right? Yeah, it's interesting because honestly, I would compare them more. Like if you're looking at it from a Western kind of perspective, I would compare them more to like maybe an older brother watching out for a young daughter, or maybe even a father watching out for. Uh, a daughter, an older brother, so an older watching, brother and a sister watching so. out for a younger sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what it feels like. Uh, for yeah, sure. yeah, but yeah, I mean, it, it, you do make a good point that because this is Japan, Japanese culture, like they are way closer than they probably should be, would be in a normal anime, which is fascinating. But mm. I think that's also kind of the point of the comedy, at least some of yeah, the comedy. That's fair. Yeah. Oh, um, another thing I had to note. Sorry, uh, another thing I had to note before I forget. Do Japanese schools like not fucking do anything? I swear to God, every episode they're like, they have some activity. Like, oh, we're doing like special Olymp, like not special Olympics, but like an Olympic d- day, or like, hey, like one episode they were like literally playing ping pong. Like, do they not do class stuff? Like, what do they do? Like one day they literally were like, oh, we have a half day. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what are you guys doing? And then another episode they were like, oh. We have a day to use the pool however we see fit. Like, what kind of fucking school are you guys at? Because I I had the worst schooling then because we were literally just doing classwork all day. 
Yeah, I feel like this is not an accurate representation of uh, Japanese schooling. But <laughs> I feel like if it was an accurate representation, it would probably be boring as fuck. So I'm <laughs> I'll take it with a grain of salt. Um, but yeah, uh, before we move on, uh, I guess it sounds like you recommend this one definitely. Absolutely. If you're into like, like short story, slice of life, maybe comedy stuff, like, like very like warm. What's it called? Um, like wholesome stuff. This is this is good. Yeah. All right. I would agree. I mean, personally, I think you could check out the manga if you're just not interested in the anime because it might translate better. It's just, uh, but I just think that the one where it does the beats and it has the gag, a chapter kind of idea. But um, I definitely think it's worth at least checking out if that's if that kind of comedy is up your alley. Um, so next up on our list, uh, this one is, uh, I think this is the one that you probably went out of your way to rewatch everything from season one. Yes, this Um, is one, um, it is a shield hero. Yeah. Um, so I think shield hero has had some wild ups and downs, uh, cause I think there was a lot of drama early on. Uh, with the plot lines that Shield Hero brought out, and it's since then it's kind of been a wild ride for its fans. Uh, this season has unfortunately been a little mediocre, but I don't think that's because it's a bad. It's like going in a bad direction. I think that this is one of those where they have to do a bunch of setup to explain all the craziness that's about to happen. So. That's my take as someone who has read the manga. Um, I still like it, but yeah, it's it's a lot harder to kind of sit through the full episodes because you kind of watch it and you're like, man, I just want to fast forward through some of this crap. But uh, that's my take as someone who has read the manga. Um, Ozzy, I'm more interested in your perspective because you just blitzed all of season one and now you are kind of making your way through season two. Uh, what is your perspective on the show thus far? I guess overall. Yeah. Um, so this will be a short recap of season one. And if you've already watched it, then um, you already know this, but I started watching it because some guy at work like recommended it to somebody. And I knew that season two was just coming out. And I was like, I mean, what's so good about this thing? Well, it's a fucking isekai okay fine i'm gonna i'm gonna try it you know so i said let me just finish season one real quick and then i can start season two um and i enjoyed season one so much that i did blitz through it just because it was entertaining and uh i would say season one you know it at the base of it it is a it is a blatantly straightforward isekai a guy literally gets re brought into a a new world. He's kind of like a game character, and he levels up by doing fantasy like things where he goes on adventures and kills creatures. Very basic, but I did like the twist on things where instead of being the all powerful one to start with, he pretty much started at the bottom because of the controversies that he has to go through, and then how serious the controversies were. Um, it wasn't just like a, oh no, I'm being, I get beat up and, you know, it takes me for, no, it was like, he was ousted as a possible, you know, rapist. Yeah, and he's he like, was, oh shit, this, this goes real quick. 
He um, was, yeah, he was accused of being a potential rapist. I don't know if ousted is the right word because it makes correct. it sound is, is accused, it, it makes right? it makes it sound like he actually he did. actually was no right no um, he was not yeah <laughs> so yeah and he was uh what's it called um uh what's it called where some frames you he's like framed to be a rapist right um, and and I, I sorry I just want to touch on this real fast honestly that was kind of where the first controversy with this show started was a lot of people pushed back because they didn't want a big false false accusation of rape in their like show. And I was like, but that does, that is something that happens. But anyway, I think yeah, that's, I, mean, I thought obvious. it was very adult and mature to do, but I, I think it's completely fine to touch on. But I think that's, you know, after you see that it's really hard not to be into the show, uh, honestly. Uh, so, but well, yeah, keep, uh, keep going. Well, season one, they did a good job of building up now for me. And uh, really building up his his supporting cast and uh, Ralph Talia and uh, Philo, uh, so I really grew to enjoy the cast of characters there, the main characters, and ultimately his interactions with the world as he tried to redeem himself, and the interactions with his fellow heroes because we know that it's called the Shield Hero, but he's actually a group of four heroes that they all have their own special weapon, and they're all trying to beat this like. Phenomena like force the waves or whatever. Anyway, season one was good. It's kind of his character build up, um, and that's why I liked it because I think they did the character justice. Uh, I think they um, it was you know still a generic isekai but unique enough and good, well written enough for me to enjoy it. Um, but then we get to season two, and I feel like a lot of what made it good in season one is just kind of thrown out the window. Um, it doesn't seem like they're, I don't know, it just seems, for, to begin with, the anime itself feels weirdly edited. I feel like when I watched the first four or five episodes, like, I just didn't know what episodes I was watching. It was just, like, cutting in between scenes. Like, all of a sudden, they were doing this. It really felt rushed. It honestly felt like, like you said, like they're just trying to get through it to get to something else. And, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I don't really understand why, because... I'm okay with the the plot, you know, the whole like tortoise thing. Like, I, f I find it interesting. Like, wh what they were saying, like, he's like this phenomena, like tries to do essentially mass murder people, and they're trying to stop them, um, but someone's controlling him. And I'm like, okay, I mean, and you know, compelling enough. I mean, the tortoise is kind of cool. He's a massive animal. Um, then they're trying to stop him. But they're obviously having a hard time, and it turns into this like adventure to figure out who's controlling it. And that part, I'm a, I'm kind of okay with. Um, I like it because I already like the characters, though some of the newer characters I don't like. Like I really don't like um, Reshi, the green-haired girl. What's her name? Oh yeah, the girl um, in the penguin outfit. Yeah, or that's even worse. She's like just randomly in a fucking penguin outfit. I don't really understand. Like. I don't mind like weird characters like that, but for some reason she's just not compelling. I don't really care for uh Rishia is her name and she's like a character who was like set like ousted from the group, one of the other heroes group and now for me like took her in and she's like obsessed with the bow hero because she he saved her. And well, that's like okay, whatever. Before before I keep going is it fair to say that it seems like the reason you don't like the second season is probably because it's fitting more into that generic isekai mold 
more so than the first season did. Where the first season, it seemed like they were dealing more with the interpersonal drama and trauma that the characters kind of went through. And now it's kind of just generic. Oh, yeah, there's this bad thing and we got to beat it. You know, am I crazy? Maybe maybe that's what it is. I mean, the first season was a redemption arc, really. And this season is just like the big bad. And then like other side characters that you just kind of want to feel for. They're trying to make you feel for, but don't really care. Like, again, like. Yeah, I mean, if that's what you want to say it is, I guess. Um, I think the isekai aspect of it's still the same to me. Um, and and it, it looks like they're trying to bring back some of the like the otherworldly stuff because the one of the most recent episodes I watched, they were talking about how the language of Japanese was involved in like some script, and it was interesting because they were actually bringing in the otherworldly aspect of it. So I was like, okay, they're doing, you know, they're not just like dropping off the fact that he's from Japan, you know? Um, so I don't know. It, it is a very weird season. Um, it could definitely be executed better. Uh, the characters could be, some of the side characters could be done better. Like even like one of the more interesting quote unquote new characters, which is like, like I forgot her name, but she's like uh, the swordsman that supports, um, like the new faction of uh, Nalfami, like she like trains them and stuff like that. She just like got randomly added out of nowhere. And it's like, you're supposed to care about her without really even knowing her backstory. She's just like, Oh yeah, I support you. We're good to go. And it's just like, but who the hell are you? I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I feel like I just picked it up mid season, but it's not, it's just that badly put together. I think. Well, unfortunately, yeah, this is like, it's a manga that it's a, anime that's been translated from a manga that's been translated from a book and this is this is one of the seasons where a whole bunch of shit happens all at once and uh yeah i feel like they probably could have been better just knocking out some of these characters and uh just kind of cutting into the interesting part which is they're about to get sent to some other place and deal with some drama but uh, I know. I think that has to do with the anime studio and their choices for editing and writing. Um, I will say I do think the story is going to get better, but it's kind of unfortunate. So. It's kind of unfortunate that it started this slowly. Um, so we'll have to see where it goes. I'll um, definitely watch it through because I do like it. I am invested at this point, but it is kind of a turning into a slog, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. Uh, all right. But anyway. Uh, that's Shield Hero. I did like the first season. If you haven't watched it before, watch it, and we'll see how season two turns out. But um, moving on, this is one that you are actually watching. Um, it's called Trapped in an Otomo Game. Otomo Game? Otome. Otomo? Otome? I think it's Otome Game. But yeah. Anyway, it's Trapped in a Dating Sim. Like life for, ah. mob, life for Mob Characters is Tough, I think, is the full title. Um this is a weird show for a lot of reasons. Uh-huh. It's There's metas involved. So it's a comedy about essentially the guy gets transported to a dating sim world where girls have kind of the right of way and Ooh, step on me, please. But he's kind of like a, a character who's like he's not even really a main character or a character that even gets any screen time. So he's just a background character basically. Um, but this is also one of those games where it's kind of like pay to win. So if you pay a lot, you can get 
the mech, like the super advanced mech suits and just beat nice. the crap out of people. So he knows since he played this game, he thought it was garbage, but he knew where to find all the mech cheats. And it's, it's a weird show that is very meta and I kind of love it for just how much yeah. of a, I, I guess I like how they twist the story on its head. Cause it's not about the main characters at all. In fact, the main, one of the cute quiet plot points is the guy kind of takes pity on the girl that should be the main character because stuff has happened. I don't want to spoil too much, but stuff has happened and she's basically been shoved to the side. And so he's kind of like trying to, make sure she keeps living a happy life. But it's it's also like the main character is kind of like a dick and an asshole about everything. He just hates these people and the story in general. And I kind of think it's hilarious to watch him be like pissed off at all of them, but also have all these cheat codes to just beat people to like beat through his enemies. It's it's a really weird show, but I think you know, I, I, I like the way that it makes you hate the the guys that go against the main character. And even though the main character is an asshole, he, he works hard and he does things that are, you know, really tough and you kind of got to respect him. And I, I don't know. I, I, there's something that I like about that when A, the main character has cheats, but he works hard to earn them. And B, when you've got really hateable villains that you just want to see beat over and over again. It, it's, it's a good one. I, I like this. It's a hidden gem story. It's nothing that's going to rock, you know, your world or anything, but I think it's a good kind of decompression show with funny AI, you know, cute girls, good mecha fight scenes. Uh, whoa, whoa. You're, you're describing something, all the things I enjoy. Yeah, maybe it's might be one of the ones that I did see uh, that was like kind of an isekai, but in a unique way. Not in a unique way, but just in a different way. Not that it hasn't been done, but just like not your standard straightforward isekai. And kind of like you said, it was meta. And I was like, oh, between this and I think the other one that I did pick up, which is the Executioner. Like I was this. This is one that I think I wanted to look into. So I may have to now. Pretty good. It's on Crunchyroll. And again, you know, I, it comes out on Sunday. So usually there's nothing else going on at that time. So I don't mind watching it. It just doesn't interrupt anything. It's definitely a strange one, but uh, if you, if you're even vaguely interested in any of the stuff I've talked about, check it out. Maybe you'll secretly fall in love with it. Um, all righty. Last next up on the list, not last up next up on the list. Dance Dancer. Uh, so this dance, one. Dance Dancer Dance. Get it right. Dance Dancer Dance. So no, Dance Dance Dancer. Sorry. Okay. And you Who dances. Can't you can't. Dance even Dance. Right. Kind of like the Fall Out Boy song. Dance Dance Dancer. Dance Dance Revolution. The, no. Uh, so. This is the uh, long neck anime. This one has surprised me in for so many reasons. So it's not like. I didn't know ballet could be fascinating, but I was just like, wow, this is so much better than I kind of expected it to be. Um, so some might compare this to Yuri on Ice. It's it's about a character who's trying to follow a kind of a career in an offshoot sport, i.e. ballet. Um, 
But the tension is very different. So the struggle for the main character in this one is more about the concept of ballet being a particularly feminine activity and the guy, the main character kind of being scared of being found unmanly. Um, and whereas in, you know, Yuri on ice for anybody who watched it, it was more about kind of the tension of how am I going to get to the next level of being a good at this? It, this one is more interesting because it deals, I think more with the character's emotions and kind of the interplay between, you know, what does this mean to pursue something I love versus like, is it, you know, how does this affect my role in society? I guess if that makes any sense, it's a very strange and fascinating show and I love it. The artwork's great. The story is full of drama and has twists and turns. I mean, fucking Ozzy help me out here. I, I introduced it to you and I wasn't expecting it, but you kind of fell in love with this show, right? Yeah, um, um, like I I love animes that can take something and make you enjoy it too, to a certain extent. Like I don't care about ballet. Like if anything, I think ballet is it's dumb. Like I, I appreciate it as an art. I know it's extremely difficult. I know that it is a very amazing and beautiful art. But like I I just don't care. All right, um, but. This, you know, for the and I know it's probably not like like true to ballet, but it still like gets me to be interested in what they're doing when I would not care about dancing otherwise. And this does a good job of of doing that by kind of giving you a main character who is very likable, is very shonen like, um, a main character who is very brash, very confident. Um, he obviously has his his uh, his issues, like you said. In in this case, it was his fear of being seen as unmanly. Um, but once he gets past that, he's very likable. And once I gravitated towards like his journey, like I was on board. Like it it was really awesome to see like just the character development. But then, like, once they actually got to the dancing, which I appreciate that they didn't really rush that, they took a while until we actually got to see our main character in a dancing role. It took about four or five episodes into, like, a real dancing role, not just, like, him practicing. It, like, when that first episode for that first, like, dance that they had, like, I was, like, I remember watching it and I was just, like, on the edge of my seat. Like, my heart was pounding. The music was great. The visuals were amazing. Like, man, like... This is done by Mappa, which they do a lot of. I mean, everyone knows Mappa does great things. I mean, they've they've done uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. They've done parts of uh, what's it called? That dumb Titan one. The yeah, the Attack the, on Titan. The um, Attack on Titan. The dumb like, Titan one. Okay. They go all out for these like dance scenes, and it just looks so like it looks so like. It looks like a battle, like it's just, just so much is going on, but it's it's just dancing, right? And uh, that really made me enjoy it. Like it's, I was already like invested in episode five, but once they got past that, and I was able to see the dancing, I I was like, all right, I'm I'm fully in. And now like I'm starting to see the characters, and we're starting to see them develop a little bit more. And now they're into like a training, like little mini arc, which is going to be interesting because we see the main character Junpei uh kind of like really 
finally understand what he's doing. And that took like all six episodes for him to realize he's not just dancing for the sake of dancing. He actually wants to learn ballet and um, I'm in. I don't know. It's just it was good. It's got a very shonen like feel like he's like I said, he's a main character who's brash, you know, very strong headed, confident. And then he has this rival who's kind of like edgy, um, but not overly so. He has his issues, too. You know, he he seems to have like um, anxiety issues. He seems to have like trauma as well. Um, so like you said, there's good drama involved too. It's not just all happy go lucky. There's, there's issues that are back there that people are battling. Um, and I think it's a good mix so far. I've really enjoyed it. It looks great. Soundtrack is great listening to it, let alone actually watching the dancing part. Right. Yeah. I mean, I would have to agree with pretty much everything you said, the way the characters act makes it feel like a shonen. Like there's a lot at stake for them to yeah. be dealing with this for, for something that's relatively simple for. Yeah. You know. And I, I recently got that. I recently got that feeling of like, it feels like a shonen, but it actually, I also said this at the beginning when I was watching it, it doesn't feel like overly dramatic. It feels like it is like the feeling of not wanting to feel unmanly or uncool. Everyone goes through that. So that's a basic feeling, you know, it wasn't over dramatized. Uh, there are scenes in which it's over-dramatized. I will say, like, we were talking about this, like, after Junpei comes out to his friends about wanting to do ballet, like, his friends are like, ah, oh, whatever, you know, just do whatever you want. And, like, that seems realistic. Like, you know, maybe some friends will be like, hey, you're ditching us, you know, whatever, do what you want. Um, but then, like, the next day, he was, like, dancing through the classes and just kind of, you know shouting at the top of his lungs and it seemed like a real 180 for the character immediately i don't know it just seemed that was like one thing that sometimes they just kind of move forward too quickly um and that could be the part of the shonen um aspects that you know sometimes can be seen as negative i don't know that's just one thing i didn't like in that episode and then another one was like um another one like i will say this is in the most recent episodes um this one was the episode where I thought it felt more like a shonen because they introduced kind of like a bad person who kind of like talked down to Jinpei. And yeah. I was like, man, this feels like shonen all day. Like they're going to be like the new baddie. They're going to like talk shit to him. And then Jinpei is going to go crazy and try to like, like prove himself. Like this is starting to feel more shonen-y, but they kind of like toned it down and didn't make it as dramatic. They made it seem a little bit more realistic because the teacher who talked down on him was like, I'm going to take you in and I'm going to see what you can do. Like, it wasn't like a, no, you need to prove myself. And then it was like two episodes of him trying to like prove himself. And like, she like all of a sudden is like super surprised. No, like it was the episode where reality hit Junpei and he realized shit. Like, I'm just not really taking this seriously. I need to focus on basics. That's realistic. So that's where it kind of like toes a line of shonen and real being a little bit more realistic. And I, I like that combo. Yeah, I guess I can definitely see everything you're talking about. I think it is towing that line very carefully, but to me, it's done a very good job so far. Yeah. Um, and I'm interested to see where this one goes. Right no, now, I'm sure. very right now I'm very happy with it, and I definitely I, I think this is one of those that you have to check out because it's probably the second best anime on the season. Right for me, now, for sure, yeah, and it's definitely I, a hidden gem. I, I'm, I'm definitely going to be. Uh, I want to um, 
tell people about this one as it goes on. And by the end of it, I hope that I can fully recommend it because this is one where like, I have to tell people like, just give it a chance. I know it's weird. I know it's ballet. I know the art's kind of weird. I know all the characters have really long ass fucking necks. Yes, they have long necks for some reason. Um, but it's done well and it's a great anime regardless of what you're into. Yeah, for me, I think it's the eyes that drive me crazy. I don't know what the it is. The eyes I can't get over because they all have like this weird like arch in the middle, like reflection yeah. at all times, and it's it's a little strange. But anyway. But that's just, I can look over that. Yeah. So definitely check it out. But uh, with all that out of the way, uh, let's talk about the number one anime uh, on the season, I, I would have to guess. so Without a doubt. Spy, Spy X Family. So this was Spy been- X Family. This has been a long, long-awaited uh, anime adaptation uh, from a manga, and it seems to be delivering on all fronts. It's uh, a story about, uh, if you put it simply, it's a story about a spy who, in order to complete his mission, must assemble a family, and through a strange set of circumstance, he ends up with a psychic daughter and an assassin wife and none of them aside from the psychic none of them know that you know each other's secret identity so much comedy to be had much drama to be had um lying about and i i I think there's something to be said for that premise because it does set up for so much um potential comedy drama romance uh just action. action, all kinds of things. And really this show delivers on pretty much every front. Um, I mean, I know for me, this is one that I have waited a long time to see translated. Cause I, I knew it was going to be a huge hit and uh, uh, it has, I think blown people away uh, based on everything I've seen and all the talk online right now. Um, yeah, it's go- been und- undisputably like the number one anime for like weeks in a row. Like, and, and and we're not talking like it's close. It's not close. Like people are absolutely eating this shit up, and I can see why. Like, but it's just I'm actually blown away by how how like how popular it is. Like, I I could understand that it was going to have a good following just based off the premise, and I think I did re- read some of the manga. And I like the premise, you know, it's it's funny, it looks like it could be cool, the art looks nice, but this is just blown up to be, like, like I haven't heard a negative thing about it from anyone, right? I think it's, well, it is one of those where, and like I said, I've talked about there's been animes that my girlfriend is watching. There's This is one of those animes where it really does, very rarely do you have an anime, I would kind of compare it not from a plot sense, but I would compare it in the way that it hits to kind of Full Metal Alchemist, where you've got a story that can deliver on every type of storytelling kind of idea that you want. If you want it to be a romance, you got romance. If you want it to be an action, you got action. If you want it to be a comedy, oh, there's comedy. Like, this thing's got everything, and it That's delivers true. it delivers it in a nice little bundle and i think the other key thing is that right now it kind of has this cute found family sitcom kind of storyline that works really well because um i mean we've talked about 
how dark and depressing a lot of the anime of late has been. It's kind of nice to have a one where these characters are constantly supporting each other and being emotional and kind of dealing with, you know, even though they're not perfect, that they're trying to want to be there and support each other. And it's nice to have a show like that, that you can kind of fall back on and be like, uh, I really like this show and it's got a very positive and upbeat message that I can appreciate. Um, the art, I don't know, man. What do you think of the art? Because you tend to be much more critical of the art than I am, but I think it's been very well done, especially uh, the fifth episode where they were at the castle. I was kind of caught off guard by like, they had some pretty impressive scenes with uh, the moving around and the fight scenes in that episode. What are your thoughts, Ozzy? Um, I think the art's good. I think it's it's pretty... It's pretty consistent across the board. I don't think it has a lot of like because of what the basis of it. There there are some action scenes, but it's not like anything over the top. This that episode that you were talking about, episode uh five, I think, yeah. Um or four, where they did have the mansion episode. That one did have a little bit more showing off, I guess. Um but in general, I do like the art. I think it's very clean. I think the aesthetic of it looks very good because they have like a maybe like a German like influence feel to it because I think they're supposed to be in like a city like Berlin or something like that. Yeah, it's um, supposed it's supposed to be like Berlin after World War II right. with, with yeah, the yeah. wall with the wall and everything else. Yeah. yeah, I I will say that like the aesthetic is what I really enjoy. Like the whole like spy feel, like the the intro song matches, like the soundtrack to it, the 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 world itself is very like spyish kind of like european feel and i do like it it looks good uh the characters uh look good in general like lloyd he's a good looking spy dresses up well has a suit uh and then also um what's her name um her name um it's her real name she goes by thorn princess your your um you know yeah, she, she's a very good looking uh uh woman but you know they they kind of keep her kind of basic because she's not like she's kind of like ditzy a little bit and like it's kind of funny how they like the 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 change because she's very ditzy and day-to-day and very gullible but when she's in her assassin mode she's an absolute killer right and then you also have the little girl anya who is adorable cute has hilarious facial expressions and you know it all kind of comes together, like you said, in a nice little package, right? Uh, so that's just the aesthetics of it, let alone like you were going over the the actual story and getting a little bit of everything to like in one story. And I think it does it well, like you like you've mentioned, like every other episode, it's action filled, it's somewhat drama filled. It's you know it has a little bit of romance right now, nothing major, and there is some suspense too because ultimately the the whole spy slash main mission is suspenseful. They're trying to, you know, be undercover or he is trying to be Lloyd. Um, and they're trying to get a mission accomplished. So a lot is on the line with every episode, you know, as you see, as you watch, you find that they're trying to get into a school. They're trying to get on, you to pass, you know, an exam. They're trying to get their marriage to look official, little things like that. So, um, you're excited to see what comes next. And I really enjoyed every character here, um, even like the side characters, like the um, uh, Lloyd's like like right hand man. He's pretty hilarious. He was involved with the whole like uh, 
like the whole mansion slash rescue mission for Anya. And he was hilarious the whole time too, like acting as like the main villain um, when he was kidnapped in Anya. Like oh, yeah. I, know, I was, I was laughing the whole time and um, it is very wholesome. It is very comedy filled. So you're going to have a good time for every episode. It's one that I have been automatically uh, suggesting for everyone. Cause like you said, I don't think anyone's going to not enjoy this. Yeah. So uh, with all that in mind, that's, that's the you have to check it out uh, of the year uh, without a doubt um, for sure yeah so Ozzy uh, before we go into our manga recap uh, I know that you've got a few other ones that you want to hit on that are not as available as we would like them to be to put it politely uh, yeah, do you want to so, tell us about that yeah sure so um, there are others that we're trying to get on to watching and I hope that we can kind of commit and find a way to actually watch them by this by season's end um a couple of them are in weird like netflix slash apparently disney plus jail where they're being released in japan but not in other parts of the world um one of those being uh komi-san but it is being released in the in uh the united states now so i think we're only like two episodes or three episodes in so we'll have an update on that later uh but the other one that i really want to watch and I'm a little annoyed that Disney Plus is being such a bitch. Um, is uh, Summertime <laughs> Render. Uh, and I've heard good things about this. It's a mystery, supernatural kind of um, on anime. And it has to do with some a guy who has to go back to his hometown after a death of a friend. Um, and it seems to get pretty, like, like serious, like, mystery kind of like. Uh, so I really was hyped for this one. Uh, it seemed different. And then I found out that Disney Plus is not supporting it everywhere. So shame on you, Disney. Release that. I will have an update once we can get that because I will watch it once I get a chance. Um, such, a, such a strange choice by Disney. Like they're going to pick it up and then they're just like, but we're not actually going to show it. Like what? Well, that's the thing. It's like it's so well received. Like, I mean, I can understand like waiting a little bit to, to test the waters, but it's being well received and being kind of. It's kind of hype, so like, why not just go ahead and like release it delayed, kind of like they Netflix did with Komi-san. I don't know, like they're already like a couple episodes in, and it's a twenty-five episode series, so I mean, you have time. I don't know, but that's one of the other ones that we hope to have some more uh, information and maybe some uh, reviews on later. And then the other other ones, um, one or two. I know one that I think we both kind of want to watch just based off the hype and. Uh, some talking around the community is your boy Kong Ming. Um, that one and the executioner and her way of life. Yes, the executioner. Um, those two are actually on high dive. Um, and we're not paying for another subscription for anything else. But I actually did do a trial and I did start watching some of these. And they are both seem pretty good. I can understand the hype behind your boy because it's, uh, it's pretty wild and hilarious. And and it's it's kind of like a quote-unquote isekai i don't know it's basically this general from ancient times uh gets revived like legitimately revived in the into the modern world but not not like in a different body like he himself in his younger body so he knows who he is fully he looks just like himself and he's trying to fit into the modern world and he kind of ends up friending this like wannabe musician and it's their story of him helping her be a legitimate musician. So it uh, it's a pretty funny premise. 
the art's cool. The music's actually really good because you know they it because she wants to be a musician. It's not like just her starting out. She actually sings songs fully. Um, it sounds good, um, and it just looks like it'd be like a bunch of hilarious moments. So um, I'm hyped for this. Um, I know that it's gotten good reviews, and I hope to have an update uh, for you guys by the end of the season. Well, if I have to do multiple emails to get multiple free trials, high dive, don't cancel me. I will. <laughs> um, and the other one, like I said, is Executioner in her way of life. This one seems kind of cool, too. This one seems kind of like a like a weird isekai um, like take where it's like people were brought into another world from Japan and that so many of them have been brought in that like Japan has influenced this world a little bit. And apparently it's become a problem. Like these people are like, have like little Japan in this new world. Um, but then there's actually a group of like hunters slash priestess who kill the people that are brought in the isekai people because apparently they have like powers that all of them come with powers and it can become an issue. It's kind of a cool premise. And the first episode was, was, was entertaining for me. So I'll definitely keep up with that and see where that goes. Um, so yes, I am watching more isekais. So be happy people, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I guess if you have to be happy about that, I mean, it's a disappointing truth. I'm more frustrated, like, look, streaming services are going to do what they got to do. High Dive's trying to hang in there with the big boys, and it picked a couple of good ones to hit on. It did, um, I will say that. I'm frustrated with the whole Disney Plus thing, because I do not understand what the benefit of them even picking that show up was to just be like, yeah, but we're not actually going to show anything. And maybe that has to do with how violent it is, because apparently it's very violent but like i mean you, you should have known what you were getting yourself into this is a very strange choice by disney yeah. um whatever disney um all right but uh with that out of the way i think that's our th one third of the way recap um and we're gonna look forward to see it talking the rest of the season uh but for now that's where we stand uh next up manga recap so <laughs> I uh, picked a weird one for us. Uh, this week we discussed Lady and the and the Beast. Um, so I forgot how long the intro is on this one because uh, they spent a lot of time doing the girl's backstory. But basically, it's the story of a reincarnated warrior queen who ends up through a weird set of circumstances having to cure a curse that was put on the Duke, which turns him into a wolf. Um, once you get past the initial weird bestiality stuff, it's oddly cute and funny and endearing. Um, Ozzy, I'll turn it to you first, uh, before I give my opinion. What were your thoughts on this one? So, um, I'll start off by saying I do like Manwas because their arts are a little bit more straightforward. Um, not that they're better, they're just, they're clean. I like it. It's nice to look at. Um, so the story itself, Lady and the Beast, um, I was a little, little confused to start with. Um, it's kind of all over the place with the, the main character who, I guess she was like a warrior, really like a, a warrior person. And then she was brought in and then she like killed the king. And then like the brother of the king took over and they were together and then she killed him too. And then she took over. I don't know. That was all kind of like still confused me. I, I may need to go back and like refresh myself on that. Um, 
But once it got to the like reincarnated stage, I kind of got the gist of it a little bit better. And but like you said, she got reincarnated, um, and she knows who she is, and she's kind of just going through her life now. She ends up having to marry um, this beast dude guy who is a, who has a curse, like you said, and it's just her dealing with that. Um, and then I guess creating a relationship because. I got to the chapter, I think chapter 26 or 27, where the dude actually turns back into a, the the dog actually turns back into a dude. Like, he's a real person now. Um, So that actually kind of, like, interested me more now that that's actually happened. Because, yeah, I almost dropped it after the whole bestiality thing. Like, it was funny when they mentioned it, and they're like, ha, ha, ha. But then it kind of got to a point where she was like, how do we do this? And I was like, let's not. And then they're like... (laughs) They're like still pushing it. I'm like, let's not. Like, this is fucking you, weird. Yeah. How about you don't? Have <laughs> you thought about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It it was weird, but I don't know. Like, I'm kind of in between. I'm not. I'm not hating it, but I'm not like super. Like, I don't necessarily really like the main character, the lady. Um. Uh, and and uh, Anita. No. No. Uh. What's her name? I I honestly can't remember. Red-haired girl. Starts with an A. Um, I forgot. You have to forgive me for that. But I don't really like her too much. She's she's like your basic Isekai character. Like she's like she like she knows perfect. how to do. Yeah, she knows how everything. To do everything. She knows how to do everything. At a young age, she was a prodigy. At a young age, she was super smart. Like everything is perfect. Like nothing has gone wrong for her even now. Like she shows up, the dude's a wolf, and she like tames him immediately. And I'm like, all right, well. I mean, it's kind of funny because she has him on a leash, but then like we know that she has her issues—not not even issues. Like the only the only negative thing I see with her is that she ha- she's like heartbroken over the dude that like originally like betrayed her. Sort of. I don't know. We still need to get more information based off of where I'm at in the story. But I don't know. I just don't like the main character. Like main character is just not compelling. Um, all the other stuff that's happened with other characters is kind of interesting. Like we've had people who have been corrupt and they've been dealt with. And I'm like, ah, I like that they're kind of being dealt with and, you know, gotten the drama out of the way. The side characters are a little bit more interesting. Like there's a dude who's kind of like in love with her, but wants to go support her. There's this guy who like trained her, but like is kind of a drunk and he's kind of funny. She has a butler who's just kind of around um her sister is a little bit more interesting because she's just a normal person um so i'm not like hooked on it i'm more interested now because the dude's a, you know if the dude if the duke hadn't turned into a man i probably would have dropped it but now that he's turned into a man i'm curious okay yeah i mean that's kind of where i'm at where i i thought it was a cute gag initially to kind of be like Essentially, the idea is that, like, oh, it's this little lady, and she's going to come in, and obviously you've got this big, terrifying monster that everybody's scared of, and she comes in and immediately kicks its ass. And so it's like, it kind of turns the idea on its head where you've got a main character who is, you know, not what she seems on the surface, but is also really badass. And I kind of like that, but... Yeah, if I'm being completely honest, I'm more interested in whatever happened to her backstory, because it sounds like she was betrayed, but there was more going on back there, and I'm more interested in all the drama with every other character, because like she is honestly 
probably the least interesting character because of exactly what you said. The main character, she is way too overpowered. And I think because of the stuff she went through in the past, she doesn't like, you know, she's not super emotional. She kind of shuts her emotions off. So as soon as the guy became a real character, he kind of wants to, he's the, the Duke, I guess, who was the beast is the more interesting character because he's kind of dealing with all these new emotions and all these things that happened to him while he was a monster that he's kind of got to come to terms with and also kind of balance his emotions about, I guess, if that makes any sense. And yeah, obviously her sister, the pe- the person following her, all these other people are very interesting. But yeah, I guess that was the problem that I had with it is as I go on, it's like, I really want to like the story because it's a kind of a neat idea with a lot of weird twists. And I want to see, you know, how it ends or at least figure out these things that I have questions about. But the main character is just so bland. It's really hard for me to find interest where it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I kind of what you said. It's like, she's too perfect. It's really hard to find flaws. And um, I, I don't know. I just don't see where the story can really go aside from resolving a few of those issues that I talked about earlier. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's not a bad story, but uh, it wasn't, it, it has good art and it wasn't, it ended up not delivering in the way I had hoped, I guess, as I continue to go on, it's just not, it loses its edge. Um, mm. but anyway, I think that's I think that's my take. Uh, uh, next up for the next week or next whenever we can record, assuming none of us get COVID, uh, I'm actually calling an audible. Uh, I was going to do the breaker because the new season came out and that was a huge deal. But instead of doing that one, I actually found another hot manga called Dan to Dan, which is pretty fascinating. It's a story about a girl who believes in spirits, but nobody believes her, and a guy who believes in aliens, but nobody believes him. And it turns out they're both right, and stuff happens, and they become involved with each other. Um, it's it's a it's actually. Uh, Despite what it sounds like on the surface, it's actually a shonen manga, so it's kind of fascinating. Um, right. I'll, I definitely recommend it. Check it out, and uh, for next time, y'all, that'll give you something to check into. So, uh, thanks as thanks as always to our listeners for tuning in. You can send us an email at uh, RaleighAnime at gmail dot com. I was just gonna say we'll be back and uh, we'll be it'll be after animazement, so we'll have plenty to talk about. Um, we'll probably have an episode between that and uh, the end of the season, so we'll uh, update you on animazement next time. Yeah, and Ozzy, good luck on your uh, tournament. I, I expect to hear some good results back from you. I guess we'll see how that goes. Yes, but uh, yeah, thanks everyone for tuning in again on this episode. Uh, hope you guys uh, keep listening in, and, and uh, like you said, uh, let us know if you have any uh, questions or suggestions. As always, thanks, and uh, y'all stay safe and healthy out there. Good night, everybody. Peace.